0: This is Face the Music, an electric light orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 142, Indian Queen. that song all about
1: indian queen was a home demo recorded in 1973. it was released in november 2000 as the 49th track on the flashback box set 17th song on disc three in the press kit for flashback in october 2000 jeff lynn wrote
0: just a little demo but it's got something plaintive about it that people have asked me about it sometimes whatever happened to that indian queen and I found it in me box of tricks, and there it was. I had a bit of spare time at the end of a session in 73, and I just banged it down quickly, and it was really rough. But it gives you the idea of what the song is.
1: A full version of the song is recorded by the Lynn-produced group Sight and Sound on September 18th, 1974. How would you like a little necklace that formerly belonged to the Tsarina of Russia? Me want Cadillac Sedan. She's been off the reservation.
0: I'm Eric Paul Johnson.
2: And I'm Eric Winsensen.
0: And when I looked at the back cover of Flashback, when it came out, although I wasn't able to get it till about February or March when I had the spare cash to do that, I saw that Indian Queen demo was on it. And I thought, well, that's great. That's really good. I'm glad to hear that. Well, I'm glad to see that. Because about a year earlier, early in 2000, I had discovered Napster, and I just thought, hey, maybe I'll find some rare ELO stuff that wasn't released in this country, or hard to find, all that kind of stuff. And I did, and of course, coming up with ELO rarities like Blinded by the Light, and Love is like Occident, and Joy. I came across Indian Queen. I downloaded it, and it was ELO. I recognized Jeff Lynn's voice and style, and yeah. That's, that's an ELO song. My copy that I got from Napster sounds like it was recorded off a set that was copied off another cassette that was taped off an 8-track that was recorded off the radio, and that 8-track spent a lot of time on top of someone's dashboard and probably played a lot while they were driving around. So, it sounded really, really bad. Oh. I was glad to see that Indian Queen is going to be on this. And there's no way Jeff Lynn's going to be putting something on CD that's going to have the sound quality of that because it's going to be taken from the original tapes and not something copied from a copy from a copy from a copy from a copy from a copy. And then I got it and I listened to it and I was disappointed. This isn't a finished version. This is a home demo. So as for the home demo, I like it fine. It's kind of creepy. Not really in a bad way, sort of like a disembodied recording coming over from a different astral plane. Jeff's voice is kind of spooky, and you get the backing vocals, which almost sound like a disembodied ghost choir coming in over it, and just that guitar. The whole thing sounds sort of ghostly. For a demo, that's what it is. It's a a little home demo that he recorded himself and Fortunately, it's short because I really don't think we need to hear more than that to get a vibe of what Jeff was thinking about with the early version of Indian Queen.
2: Well, saying that the Beatles were able to do more with less, I know it was the joke at the time of the next Beatles song was going to be just John's answering machine.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's the reunited Beatles. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I forgot about that.
2: Yeah, the new Beatles song for Anthology was basically John... Recording into a cassette recorder, and everybody else playing around it. So, hey, since Jeff produced that, he probably could have done quite a bit with this. Um, But uh, I really can't rate it or say anything too much about it, because there's not enough there to say.
0: No, there isn't.
2: It's not the finished product, so... But I'm so glad that he was able to record a full demo version for his solo album, Armchair Theater, back in 1986.
0: Yes, I remember that. That was the album I listened to more than Balance of Power back in 86 when, when Armchair Theater came out. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. so uh, for those of you who just made your computer screens look like the cover of Yes's Tornado album.
0: Or you're yelling at um... <laughs> us, what are these idiots talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. YouTube, which has become
2: the new Napster for getting things right. Yeah. <laughs> Does have a bootleg version of a finished version of Indian Queen, which I don't know why this version was not the one included on Flashback.
0: I thought that for 20 years until I researched this song for this episode. And it turns out this is not by the Electric Light Orchestra, which is probably why it did not wind up on the Electric Light Orchestra box set. Um, well,
2: neither is the demo.
0: Well, the demo was... Technically. Jeff, well, tech It's uh, just it Jeff Lynne Lynn yeah. at home. Yeah, but the finished version was done by the band Sight and Sound. Jeff Lynne had a lot to do with that, at least that song for that band. Wrote it, produced it, he sang it. Obviously, some Jeff Lynne Beatles influence. I'm definitely hearing Please Please Me and, and the buildup to the chorus again, which is something he did on Balance of Power. But I can't remember which song it was, but it's there. Come on, come on. also snagged their bass player and had him join the band. Kelly Grocut played bass for Sight and Sound, and this was recorded September 74, so either right around or just before El Dorado came out. And since Mike D'Albuquerque left, I guess Jeff Lynn liked the cut of Kelly's jib and took him from that band and made him part of ELO. So I'm thinking that's why it wasn't on Flashback, because it's it wasn't recorded by Electric Light Orchestra. There are probably hassles to go through to get it and put it on flashback.
2: Possibly, but I've got a lot of box sets of artists where they have songs on there from their previous bands. Mm -hmm. For instance, Alice Cooper has all of his Spider stuff and Naz stuff and everything on his box set. And Aerosmith, they have the original single that Steven Tyler was on in the band he was in before Aerosmith. This has more members of the band <laughs> than a lot of the... Well, well, Spiders are still basically Alice Cooper band. But this is still Kelly Grocut and it's still Jeff Lynne singing, and for all intents and purposes, it sounds like a Yellow song. And it sounds like a contemporary Yellow song from 1974. I could understand why somebody would think this was an outtake from El Dorado, because it has the actual orchestra on it. Or at least something trying to be an orchestra on it.
0: Maybe something. I didn't hear any kind of orchestra. It
2: it does have what sounds like strings on it, unless that was a keyboard.
0: I'll have to listen close, because I know I I heard a keyboard. I don't know if I heard strings. As for the sight and sound version, I like it fine. It's a nice, bouncy song. I think if Jefflin could have put more E-L-O-E into it, it definitely would have been a bigger song. You know, at that time, there would have been a string section. There would have been more Jefflin overlaying harmonies. Oh, and also, I'm stopping... Would Kelly Cut have been on this? Yeah, he probably would have been had this been recorded for Face the Music, which I also kind of wondered why it wouldn't be on Face the Music. It was his song, why he wouldn't have re-recorded it. But I also think, well, if that band's trying to get out there and they're trying to get places with that song, it would sort of seem like Jeff was yoinking any success they might have had with that song, which I hadn't even heard of the band until looking this stuff up. It might have seemed like, here, we did this song and that's great, And now I'm going to do it, and I'm going to make it bigger, because I'm the bigger name.
2: Yeah, well, even though they say this is a completed version, it still sounds like a demo version to me. Not a demo version like I turned on the Radio Shack cassette recorder, (laughs) but a demo version as in there's still a little bit of production work left to be done on this, and somebody was still fiddling around in the studio and having a little bit of fun rather than doing a serious take of the song.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely sounds like there's more that could have been added. And subtracted. <laughs> well, yeah,
2: yeah. Guys shouting. Yeah, I don't know if that's Kelly or whoever that is shouting out during it. Just reminds me of the playing around during that alternate take of rollover Over Beethoven. You can play around in the studio, but nobody really wants to hear it once you get the finished thing out there.
1: Got something to say about Indian Queen? Then call the telephone line voicemail. Six two three eight five zero oh, three three seven five. Call now.
3: Not much to go on here, just a snippet of a song that didn't make it to Eldorado with some impossible high notes and a bit of effective lo-fi atmosphere. The only real question here is, where would this song fit into Eldorado's timeline? Probably in one of those the dreamer with no name visions, possibly a western or some variation, an extension of Manifest Destiny that raped, ruled, and paved the Old West. Just in time for the arrival of the railroad, cars, and real estate dominance, and possibly forced that queen into housework. Or someone brought that queen over the pond and rolled her out as some sort of England's variation of St. Manifest Destiny Circus for all to wander about her like a dressed up attraction and buy souvenirs with her face on them. However, I'll stop right there and not get all political with our own timeline of human history. I suspect this review will end up being less of one and more of a wandering speculation into what I just threw in here. Bad History Lesson, over.
0: Great Moments in Electric Light Orchestra History
1: now we're up to the current hit by the band who hold first place in a category they'd probably rather not be in it's the category of most top 40 hits for a group without hitting number one here are the top three such groups in third place is an english band a super group who have long been one of the biggest concert attractions in rock they've had 16 top 40 hits without hitting number one songs like magic bus pinball wizard and you better you bet they're the who In second place is an American act, one of the biggest soul groups of the 1960s. They've had 17 top 40 hits without hitting number one. Songs like I'm So Proud, It's All Right, and People Get Ready. They're the impressions. And that brings us to the act in first place. More top 40 hits than any other group without hitting the top spot. They're a popular British band from the industrial town of Birmingham. They started out as, well, sort of a rock and roll orchestra. And they've had big hits like Can't Get It Out of My Head, Telephone Line, and their highest-peaking song, which got to number four, Don't Bring Me Down. A total of 19 top 40 hits without hitting number one for ELO. Their latest hit, the 19th one, is still climbing. It moves up three notches this week to number 21. Here's ELO with Rock and Roll is King.
0: La, 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 la. Like it? Hate
1: it? What does Madeline think?
3: So, me and Metal Sonic both listen to one's called Indian Queen and the other one's called Indian Queen Demo. I like both songs, but I think Indian Queen sounds the best. Now let's go on to Metal Sonic. I hated both.
1: I even hated the dance.
3: I hated everything. <laughs> Well, folks, I guess he doesn't like songs. Right so, uh, bye. Wanna say bye, Metal But bye. I never, never want to do this thing. again. What well, are you gonna have to? I am your girlfriend, so basically you actually have to. So bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All right. I hate this. Wow, wow, she liked
0: it. Taste the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at
1: patreon.com/elopod. Next week, episode 143, love changes all
2: And I think that's all we have to say about that one.
0: I think that long, awkward pause pretty much answers that we're done. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Okay.